The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. VSIN Super Week. This is Sharp Money presented by DraftKings. It's VSIN, the sports betting network. Against all odds, you've made it to three days until Super Bowl 58. Quick check in as we do at the top leading up to Super Bowl 58 on the numbers. So right now, San Francisco, I'm still shocked by this. We'll get into it more Friday. I think the number is wrong. However, San Francisco's lane two. yesterday. DraftKings had the juice at 102. It just went to 105. So it's climbing back up just to give you an idea which way the wind is blowing. So everybody's got two. There's one shop in Las Vegas that has two and a half with San Francisco lane at 47 and a half. Pretty much 110 all over the place. So the total hasn't really moved. Got a ton to do as we welcome you into the program. I'm Patrick Maher, live from Los Angeles. I'm all Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, live downtown at the D. We'll get to the boys here in a second. Quickly, the trade deadline NBA has just passed. We'll get to all the action and the association as far as names going where and what you need to know as far as betting implications. Ben Heisler is going to join us at 1245. Hopefully it's not a repeat of yesterday's 1245 spot. Yikes, big guy. Huh? I got to go back to the office. KC Sports Network. Josh Applebaum will join. He's going to be in studio. Looking forward to talking to our colleague, the big guy, getting a kick out of that. That might be a little bit of a hungover chuckle. We'll get to that in just a second. Brennan White will join DraftKings U.S. trading lead. A big smile on the goofy big guy's face as I continue. Adam Burke, VEASAN managing editor, is going to join us. And he might be drunk laughing along with Dustin Sweetelson. So looking forward to the program yesterday when we started the show. Dustin Sweetelson was the man in black. Today he's got the quarter zip on. So yesterday was party. Today is business. Amal Shaw promised me that more people were going to ascend upon Las Vegas on Thursday. So he, a little curveball I'm going to throw at you guys to start the program. My name is Patrick from Michigan. For the first couple of segments here, I'm just a guy along for the ride. And I'm going to pass to you two the easel. I'm going to pass the paintbrushes. I'm going to pass the paint. And you're going to take me on a ride and paint a picture of Las Vegas, the first time it's ever hosted a Super Bowl. Again, I'm just a listener of VSIN, DraftKings. I'm just a viewer. Fellas, last night, from what I hear, was absolutely lit. Of course, we had the company party. Good job by Bill A.D. And, of course, Len Mead, who killed it, buying everybody cocktails. We start with Amal Shaw. They didn't waste any money on him, am I right? What's going on, Amal? I I didn't even bust them for a water last night. I made a guest appearance for about an hour and a half and got out of there, but... uh, you know, Patrick, it's going to be a fun time. A lot of pe- places you're seeing people arrive. It's getting a lot busier. I was at the airport this morning. All of a sudden, you would have thought everybody in the world was arriving like this was the end of end all be all. But it's a little bit chilly, fun. It's going to be a great time. 
but you can now tell that the Super Bowl is less than 72 hours away as it's getting busier and busier. And the only reason I don't have much else to add, I know my man had a long, long night. He was telling me this morning, all I know is we, he started out in downtown and somehow he wound up at a place called Beer Park, went to a party, snuck into some party. I don't even know. They weren't even on the list, but they got in and I'll let him take it from there. When, hold on. We, you're a man of mystery. We have been doing this show for one year. You go out in Vegas every night and your quote was, I don't have much to add. And preceding that was, I was at the airport this morning. So <laughs> we got to back up. Where were you flying in from Cooper? on a day where you slept in Las Vegas? That seems a no, bit upside down. No, no, no. I actually, a close friend of mine came in and we uh, weren't going to have an opportunity to meet. So we went to go grab breakfast. So I picked him up and uh, he was going to be busy with some activities at the Super Bowl. So I went saw him but as i'm talking to our great producer this morning he's giving me the whole thing he's like i'm like dude i was like bro i thought you guys were like leaving at eight o'clock last we were. night I, honestly i know we well, did you know, a, i'm sorry i'm sorry patrick from michigan didn't <laughs> introduce you yet but i will so take <laughs> but, it easy take it easy and i just wanted to follow up with them all because when i think of a good breakfast i don't think of ihop i don't think of denny's i think of mccarran international <laughs> We didn't, we didn't say that. We actually went to the pepper mill this morning on the strip there. Oh, got ripped okay. off. By the you. way, do not order orange juice there. $8 for an orange juice. Holy oh, cow. I, if you're going to rob you. me, at least have the courtesy to use a gun. I got you. I apologize. Uh, okay, so now we bring in uh, Dustin Swedelson. And uh, a couple of things. One, I'm sure most of you saw the reports. Now, the sphere has taken over Las Vegas. Even if you haven't been to Vegas, you've seen the orb that kind of dominates the city. And I don't like when you talk about me this way. They'll put the helmets of San Francisco. You two, the most overrated band that's ever existed, playing there with all the visuals like it's the 60s and you're tripping on LSD. However, the uh, yesterday we saw somebody climbing the spear and I've done some digging and you think I'm going to say it's the big guy, Dustin Sweetelson. There is no way he could scale at that weight, the sphere. <laughs> Apparently, it's our very own Greg Peterson that was <laughs> Spider-Manning. Did you guys hear? I mean, that is unbelievable. Now, he is a kooky dude. He's a little wacky, uh, but it appears that Peterson was scaling the orb, doing a little shtick for VEASAN. We say hi to Dustin Sweetelson, who had himself a night, first went on a big podcast, had a dinner, and then out with the boys. Welcome. Yeah, I was hoping that maybe uh, last night was going to end with me being a sphere and someone climbing on top of me, but I can tell you that did not happen. Well done. Well done. <laughs> How you doing? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. Uh, it was a great night. It was a great night. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We did a lot of shtick about me Ubering to work and being responsible and the, the party we were going to have, but I really did have full intentions when that the, the, the company party at Circo, DraftKings and VEASAN, when it ended, my plan was to go home. And I want to say that was around 8.30ish. I was like, all right. Then all of a sudden, this is what happens, man. Someone plants an idea in my brain and I can't let it go. And our program director, John Galay, was invited to a party. He left to go to the party. And I said, you know what would be fun? If we crash that party. If we just showed up and we acted like we were invited and we were supposed to be there and we just walked in and got the free drinks. Next thing I know, Matt Brown's agreeing to go and Stephanie Kamershack's agreeing to go and Adam Burke and all of a sudden JVT and Ben Wilson. And all of a sudden we just pile into cars and we head over to Paris. Uh, by the way, no one liked my menage a trois jokes when we went there. Um, and we snuck into this party and we did not belong. And then things get kind of fuzzy. Well, it's interesting. Thank you, Dustin, for that diatribe. It's interesting because, I, well, thinking, listening to you talk, you mentioned Stephanie. I, I'm surprised you were able to uh, pry her away from the breakdancing competition with Bill AD there at the company party. And I love Steph. Nobody loves Steph, but apparently she took home the gold medal. And uh, so Wait. basically what you told me was you crashed a party. Would you like to uh, listen? Like I said, I'm Patrick from Michigan. I'm Patrick from Iowa. I'm just trying to live vicariously through you two. What was the party? Party. The party was the volume podcast party. Just walked in like we own the place. We are not Colin Coward. I can deny those reports. Uh, and we just started grabbing the free drinks, hanging out. They had some food being passed around. Wasn't going to turn that down because I could tell you this. There was a lot of vodka in my belly and it needed to be absorbed by something. So uh, we were just bouncing around saying hey to people that we didn't know. And I was forcing JVT to get out of his comfort zone and shell and just introduce himself to people that he wanted to talk to. So that's what we were doing <laughs> yes. the whole night. But here's what I would say. You want to paint the picture for Vegas? 
the Super Bowl should be here every year. This is the only town. Please that tell can, me why. So I bounced around a couple hotels, obviously Circa. Then we went to Paris, first time there, and then walked up the strip, saw the Bellagio, saw Aria, people coming in and out. But this is the only city that is available that can bring the Super Bowl to town and really like give everyone the full experience where you're not stuck. Like some of these cities are smaller cities where there's only a few great options where you want to go out, a few great options where you want to eat. We were at a point where we wanted to sneak into a second Super Bowl party last night and we realized uh, there's so many options. We don't even know where to begin. We're just going to walk into hotels and say, where's the party at? Because this city has so much, so many accommodations for everyone. And by the way, everywhere we walked in, ran into people we knew from the Super Bowl. <laughs> so I'm going to set the over under for what time you guys got home from a Wednesday night bash. Now, remember, yesterday was only Wednesday. It's midweek. We've still got Thursday tonight. We've got Friday. We've got Sat. And I know the big guys already got plans. Yeah, I know them all has plans. I'm not sure he will divulge. Now, I'm going to set the over under at 1230 last night. Okay. So let's go around the room here, boys. Uh, I know I was in bed by 9 PM. So I'm very much under the 1230, which is a little after midnight there. Amal Shaw, we'll start with you. Did you get inside your house over or under 1230? Under. So you were in before 1230. I was. Look at that. Look <laughs> at that. And the big guy, uh, Dustin Sweetelson, welcome to the program. Well, Yes, please. Well, technically, 1230 would be today. Are you talking? So, yeah, I got home like two o'clock. You got, got home at two. I'm sorry. What? Uh, I, I, I'm a long way away. I did not I, hear. I, I got home. Did also, I didn't know if I was going to make it home. I was in a Tesla and I was watching the battery level of the Tesla. When he picked me up, we were at like 8%. By the time we got home, we were at 3%. I didn't know how he was getting out of my apartment. Not, he not was necessarily not concerned with that. But what time did you get back? <laughs> uh, right around two. 2 a.m. Turkey sandwich was eaten in bed at like 2.05. <laughs> and just to recap your age. <laughs> yeah, but I'm built for this. <laughs> so you don't understand. <laughs> I, like, <laughs> that, I was that, born that to true. do this. Uh, I am 38 years old. Okay. So 2 a.m. on a work night, a Wednesday evening, uh, before 12.30 for Amal Shaw, against all odds. Now, we did pose, I guess, the competition for Dustin Sweetelson yesterday. Uh, he is the producer, though he thinks he's the lead host of this program. Uh, every night, he sends us a, here's what to look forward to, what I'm thinking about for the next day. But he sends it the night before. Now, think about this, peeps. If he got in at 2 a.m., the question is, did he send the look ahead against all odds. It was in my inbox when I got up at five. Now I'm guessing you weren't up with me at five. <laughs> no, I did set it about uh, 2 a.m. and uh, 203 to be precise. If you, if you look at the notes, uh, they're a bit brief. <laughs> yes, they, they, you know what? I'll protect you. They were succinct. Okay. They were, they I were. was a for the first time ever efficient with my words. All right. So you heard it there. <laughs> Vegas is slit. We continue sharp money. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. 
So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, VSIN Super Bowl betting guide is out now to help you bet on the big game. This year's guide features in depth team breakdowns, tremendous breakdowns. Steve Mackin Super Bowl simulation with player projections, plus favorite prop bets, picks, and best bets from decent hosts and guests, including how legendary sports broadcaster Brent Musburger is betting the big game to get the guide and all the VEASAN has to offer. Become a VEASAN pro today at VEASAN.com slash pro. A great guide. Congratulations to everybody. And that includes everybody you see on the air, behind the scenes, guests of every program here on VSIN because all the picks and projections are in there. Make sure you go cop it right now as we welcome you back. It's VSIN Super Week. Did you hear? It's Sharp Money presented by DraftKings. I'm Patrick Maher. Of course, I'm all Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. We talked about the trade deadline. Before we get to some of the trades made today, Dustin, would you like to reveal who was part of your crew last night? Now, again, nobody's getting in trouble. You mentioned JVT, no. who's part of the program. Nobody's getting in trouble. You're all above 21 the last time I checked and you're allowed to go you're allowed to go out in las vegas when the super bowl comes to town who were you rolling with their oceans 11 i mean we might as well have been at the adele show because we were rolling deep uh, i think actually she's rolling in the deep never mind it didn't <sighs> work. Uh, so it was jonathan von tobel it was ben wilson yes. adam yes. burke who will join us later oh. on the show today to review wow. stephanie kamershek matt yes. brown yes. i'm missing one person i'm definitely Great. missing a person i can't remember cool. who it is they femi. must have not been oh femi could not Trust me, Vegas did not forget Femi was out last night. <laughs> oh, no, now, you can, now that's casting a dispersion. No, we had See, a, I didn't ask you to do that. I just asked you to say who you were with. What I would tell you is we had to, we lost JVT into the night, and we had to we had to go on a mission to find JVT, and he didn't know where he was, and he was with strangers, so we were concerned for his safety. Uh, and you Femi can, and I had to go on a, on a search. We go, Femi and I got our steps in last night. I can tell you that. Okay, well, I will give JVT the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he was hanging out with his children. Hello, he does have kids. Oh, so I, I, you? I, I don't want to reveal too much, but JVT kept saying to me, I need to go home. I have a wife and child. And I kept correcting him. And I said, no, you have a wife and two children. <laughs> It, it generally does not end well when Dustin says, I don't want to reveal too much. <laughs> I'm going to reveal. He's going to reveal too much. I'm, That's I do, what I'm saying. So but this is a problem sober. This is a problem uh -oh. drunk. My mouth just starts going and I don't know when I'm supposed to stop. Can we get a breathalyzer on set at the D? Because I would it would appear that salami sandwich that you crushed <laughs> before hasn't soaked up everything based on the reaction. I All wish. right, let's get. Let's get to we're 17 minutes past the trade deadline NBA. They're trying to they're, po they're poking their head out, trying to, like, get a little foothold as the NFL continues to dominate. I I'm going to say this. Go ahead and pull right up while I'm bringing up this trade. Pull up the Knicks in the East and the Knicks championship odds because I am all in. Go New York. Go New York. Go indeed. A few weeks after acquiring OG Ananobi from the Raptors, the Knicks remained active during the trade deadline, scooping up Bogdanovich from the Pistons in exchange for Quentin Grimes, Evan Fournier, Mikael Flynn, and 
Archie Adako, you know, your boy from Villanova. Those are all throwaways. My point is this in a second rounder. How in the hell were the Knicks able to grab Bojan Bogdanovic from the Pistons for a bunch of expirings, dudes that don't matter, and a second round draft pick? Also, the Knicks got Alec Burks. I'm going to tell you something. Bogdanovic should have been in the middle of a steel cage and every other team in the NBA should have been fighting for that dude. He's 34 years old. He's going to shoot 40 percent from three if you need him to get 20 he's an automatic bucket he's tremendous he's got a ton of experience in the postseason postseason 47 games of experience Bogdanovich to me is the exact complement that Brunson and Ananobi and Randall needed on that team and then Alec Burks shooting 40 percent from three this year as well they needed shooting and they got shooting so I absolutely love a plus plus the Knicks you have the odds over at DraftKings right now big yeah Currently, they are 20 to 1 to win it all. You can get them at plus 750 to win the Eastern Conference. And I'm with you. I love the, this is the best Knicks team of my lifetime. This is better than the Patrick Ewing Knicks. I'm telling you, I love this roster construction. Well, let's see if they can get within 48 minutes of a championship. But your point on Bogdanovich, Bogdanovich is well made, averaging better than 20 points a game. Shooting's been outstanding. I think it's a key addition. But guys, for me, the key for this team is going to be, can you get back a healthy Mitchell Robinson? If Mitchell Robinson is fully healthy back in the postseason, I think this team becomes extremely dangerous. We've seen the Bucs have issues. And give the Knicks a ton of credit. They're going all in. They're looking around the landscape in the Eastern Conference. You see Boston. You're not worried about that team being led by Joe Missoula. Inconsistency with the Celtics. Milwaukee's got question marks. Joel Embiid's out with the meniscus tear. Philadelphia's not there. Miami, they think they're better than they really are. This is a great opportunity for the New York Knicks. Well, I, I think the Knicks are absolutely live in the East. First off, the Celtics are softer than Dustin when Svetlana approaches them at a strip club with his wallet open. Okay, they'll fold as soon as they see any tough competition. The Milwaukee Bucks are one and four since Doc took over, and they folded every second half of these games, including the Suns, including the Utah Jazz. They struggled up in Port. This is not a very good basketball team right now. That They did make a trade. The Knicks, to me... I, I looked earlier today on a site. They were 12 to one in the East. I bet it immediately. They're now seven and a half to one in the East at DraftKings. I put them on par. Yes. With the Celtics and the Bucks. And I'm not being facetious. I just think those two teams are overrated and I'm going to continue to say it now. What else went down? Big guy. Uh, a lot of other trades around the league. We got buddy healed going to the 76ers. Thought that was an interesting move for them with him beat out, need some help for Tyrese Maxey and getting some buckets. Although Buddy Heald's, it feels like he's been traded a lot. I think it's only been like two or three times. It's not really. No, I think the Heald move for the Sixers is great. He's going to shoot 45% from three. Now, he wasn't getting minutes Matherin. They needed to clear space yes. in Indiana. And he was only playing 22 plus minutes in Indiana. Never really fit. He was part, obviously, of the Sabonis trade. I think Heald's just a sharpshooter that can work anywhere That's as long it. as you can get him minutes. So That's I like it. that. I, I my, my question is, it feels like he's been moved a few times now. Curious why he doesn't stick, because when you look at what he does, everyone that wins needs a guy like that. Because it's hard to play when Buddy's on the floor because you're playing four on five on defense. Fair. Buddy doesn't cross midcourt by the time the ball's coming through the other basket. Yeah, that's true. And, and look, here's the thing. People don't realize we use the term a lot on this program, but these are human beings and it's possible he's just a donk. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> wants to be around him. Uh, by the way, I, I knew mean, that was like, coming. Everybody I was always brings up like, line. Uh, let me finish. Everybody's <laughs> always bringing up points, assists, you know, his P.E.R. Maybe the other 12 or whatever dudes just can't stand him. Maybe he's a donk. <laughs> uh, here's a guy that I feel like you can't stand. <laughs> But I love him. He could play for my team any day of the week. And you mentioned the team he's going to needing some help, especially defensively. Pat Beverly going to the Milwaukee Bucks. I just think you're going to bring in now a second unit with Pat Beverly and Bobby Porters. Just two absolute dogs. Some toughness to that team that desperately needs it. I love the move, but I have vibes that you may not be a Pat Bev fan. <laughs> I'm all I'll let you go first on P-Bev. I, you know he's my kind of guy. He's in your face. I love him. I think he's a defender they need. Look, we talked about it earlier. The Drew Holiday situation and uh, going from Milwaukee to Boston strengthened the Celtics and weakened the Milwaukee Bucks. I think they need a player like him. And I think having those experienced leaders in Giannis and Damian Lillard will keep Pat Beverly within check. And you got Bobby Portis, who's the locker room bouncer as well. So we shouldn't have too many problems. Yeah, my answer about Pat Beverly is he's a podcaster. <laughs> And that's it. Like 
He's more concerned about doing a podcast. And I fair. guess he's 34 years old at this point. Yeah, that's like fair. That. That's fair. Yeah. No, that's yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, the only thing that would have been more apropos if he we went to the heat because of, you know, heat culture and they're going to murder people on the court. Get over it. That team stinks, too. What else? couple interesting trades here. So the Suns desperate for depth. They acquire Royce O'Neal from the Nets. He's like a solid wing guy that can be serviceable when he gets minutes. He was kind of stuck there in Brooklyn without a real role. So he goes over to Phoenix. Uh, or is he with he was with the Grizzlies? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Thought he was with the, with the Nets. Uh, Dallas, they get rid of Grant Williams, who they signed in the offseason. It was not working. More of a defender than an offensive guy. Trade Seth Curry and two top uh, protected first-round picks to Charlotte for P.J. Washington. I didn't know anybody had any interest in P.J. Washington, but Grant Williams, to me, a guy. he's a guy who's just he's 6'4", maybe 6'5". He's basically your four. He's too he's too small to play based on his position. I just don't think he's a great ad. He could be a off the bench defender for you at times, in my estimation. You brought up the Nets, but you didn't bring up that they shipped Dinwiddie to the Raptors for Schroeder. And then you brought up Charlotte. And then you didn't mention that they shipped Gordon Hayward to OKC. Who cares about PJ Washington? PJ Washington better than Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward stinks. But that is that's a name that they needed to add. I guess Fair. if you want a, a vet and somebody that's, you know, somebody that can actually tutor these kids. I, I agree. I don't think he's necessarily an impact at this point. Bogdanovich should have been the guy. I'm telling you, oh, everybody, I watched the Pistons. Everybody should have been battling for the dude. If you're like, go give me 20. Go ahead. Look up his averages this year. I'm guaranteeing it's right around 20. Go give me 20, 20. and shoot 40 percent from three. He's going to do it. He's averaging 20. But I also believe I saw with Dinwiddie, I think he's going to get a buyout and he's going to hit the market well then what he stinks this year he talks a lot too all right when we return we'll continue with the trade deadline a couple moves that we haven't mentioned and then we'll get to the sound from yesterday at super bowl 58 this is sharp money with patrick maher and amal shaw on vsin the sports betting network Okay, put the VEASAN experts to work for you and start betting smarter with a VEASAN Pro subscription. Sign up using the VEASAN Pro annual subscription and get your first year for $199. Now, instead of typically paying $240. So, again, you're going to save $50, bucks, 51 bucks to be precise, using the promo code SHARP. $41, bucks, but who's counting? Get access to everything on our brand new VEASAN.com website, our daily best bets with the leaderboard. You can figure out who you want to tail and fade, betting splits to show you where the money and bets are moving for every game. That is everybody writes us. Can we get the betting splits? You can when you sign up right now, betting systems plus our upcoming Super Bowl betting guide, which already dropped. Remember to use the promo code SHARP, S-H-A-R-P. You'll get it all for 199 bucks for a year. It's vcin.com slash subscribe. We welcome you back. We've got plenty to do. We've got a ton of guests, of course, as we're just, it is Thursday, Friday, set three days out from Super Bowl 58. The number it's 49ers too. It's been 49ers too for a week now. I believe it shifted last Wednesday, Thursday, a little over a week, 47 and a half. Last Thursday when we sat here, it was 47. So it's gone up a half a point as far as the totals concerned. It'd be fascinating to see where it closes. My assumption, I'm going to tell, I do believe it closes one and a half. And, and again, I look, we're going to get into the predictions tomorrow. I think the wrong team is favored. I, I've never been so f- sure about a Super Bowl in my life and I'm 45 years old. I can't wait for it. So we'll get into those predictions tomorrow on the game. I'm all Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. This is Sharp Money. It's VEASAN Super Week. We're presented by DraftKings. So we were talking about the trade deadline. I just want to get a couple else, a couple others in. The Raptors, I don't know what the Raptors are doing. <laughs> Siakam, they, they traded. They. <laughs> Ananobi, they traded. They just added Olenek and Abaji. Abaji was a great player in college, but he's a whatever. From the Utah Jazz for Otto Porter Jr., whatever. Kira Lewis, whatever. And a first-rounder in 2024 going back to the Jazz. The Jazz are also a team, I think they're kind of a tweener. Started off poorly, starting to play a little bit better. Will they push for a playoff spot? Danny Ainge always question marks what what the motivation is there. Um, As far as other names to kind of think about, DeJounte Murray, the big guy I mentioned, he's not moving on from it. Atlanta. He was scratched from the lineup last night, presumably because he was going to be moved. 
again, that's one of those players. He's an odd fit because he can't play in the backcourt with Trey Young, but they're not going to move Trey Young because he's too popular. Two teams I wanted to get to before we move on, boys, and that's the Lakers and the Warriors. Because anytime you're having a conversation about the trade deadline or the NBA in 2024, it has to be about LeBron and Steph. I'll start with the Warriors. The Warriors are 23 and 25. They're currently, let's see, 11th. Okay, so they're out of the play-in in the West. Uh, Wiggins potentially be dealt. He's having a terrible year, actually playing a little bit better as of late. And then maybe once Chris Paul gets healthy, they're going to make a run. This it's over. The party's over. We talked about clay. He's a pylon right now. It's just a team that's not big enough. They can't do enough. So anything on the warriors, they didn't really do much here. No, and, you know, you look at the lineup, Curry, Thompson, Wiggins, Kuminga, and Green. I mean, if this were 2018, I'd be excited, minus Jonathan Kuminga. But the reality is they've got to get younger and they've got to make some moves quickly. I don't think the way they're currently constructed with this roster, they're going to be able to do much. And what's really going to be interesting is the offseason for them. What do they do with Clay Thompson? That five-year, $190 million deal is coming to a close. Do they re-sign him? Because I know he wants to get paid. I think he's only 33 or 34, so (laughs) he looks 50. Well, that's the problem. Yeah, they got to decide if they're going to give the legacy deal. Yeah, it's what the Lakers did with Kobe. The Lakers extended Kobe three years and he wasn't prepared to play another game. So, you know, sometimes organizations do that for the fan base. It's a money business. Uh, Kaminga was the only piece you mentioned him. He's the only piece they had worthy of trading. They kept him. He's playing better. So I, I, and he's very young. But the Warriors, they're going nowhere this year. No, and cap hell. And I, I don't know, maybe you trade Wig. You, you could have traded Wiggins. You'd be selling as low as you could to get some assets for the rebuild. I just, they just got to scrap the whole thing and start over. It's, it's a gross looking roster. The Lakers, as you mentioned, though, are the one that fascinates me just because they've been so aggressive. They've made moves. They did. They revamped this team at the deadline a year ago. They were, they made a punch, a bunch of really under the radar, not superstar, but good solid signings in the off season but it has not gone how they wanted. I thought they were going to find a couple moves to make here just to tweak things a little bit. No, no, no. The Lakers, they can't. You just mentioned why they can't. They have no, they've traded away every first rounder for the next 20 years. They've done everything LeBron asked them to do. They're paying two guys, LeBron and AD every dollar on that, <laughs> on that roster. Also D'Lo who potentially could be traded, but nobody's going to add D'Angelo Russell and pretend to be serious about winning a championship. <laughs> that guy stinks a- and look at his numbers over the past two months. They've been really good. He still stinks. So that's the one asset and they got rid of everybody. The revamping was as you mentioned last year at the trade deadline, they've got no more bullets left in the chamber. This is who they are. They're 27 and 25 sitting nine in the play. And and they're hoping that uh, Cam Reddish can come back healthy and that Gabe Vincent, who's only played five games, can cu- somehow save the season. If that's what you're waiting for, I can tell you this. You'll have a very long and enjoyable, restful postseason. Yeah, but Patrick summarized it perfectly. And I've never understood why people thought the Lakers were going to be able to acquire pieces at the deadline. You mentioned it. They don't have any uh, drafts to trade away. No draft capital there. D'Angelo Russell's their third highest played, paid player at, 70, at $17 million. The other two guys you mentioned, AD and LeBron, are eating up $87 million. They don't have any room to acquire anybody. I mean, at this point in time, the only thing they can trade for is an equipment person. I think LeBron should walk away from the Lakers and go over and do what he said he always wanted to do. He's never gotten to have it as his home floor and play every night in Madison Square Garden for the New York Knicks. Dude, there's no chance. Listen, a couple of the the Lakers... Austin Reeves is affordable, so he would have been a very good asset and a chip for other teams, but they kept him. But your point, Dustin, is one that I keep here. I, people keep bringing it up. He's a 40-year-old man with children in school. His son goes to USC. The fact that people just think it's just like it's just a chessboard that people just jump around. Dude, he's got a house in the he wants, he's got a production company. This is where he's going to live. He's a grown-ass man with children. Like he's not going to New York. Why do you And by the way, by the way, why would the Knicks want him? That's fair. That's but I no, I still want him. But why, why do you have to, when I have a dream, I have a dream, and I get it's a lofty dream. You just have to cut it out at the knees and kill my dream before I can even make it feel real on the inside. But no, I'm just saying, like, 
when you bring LeBron, it's basically bringing Bill Belichick to run point forward. That you, you know what? what I'm telling That's you. Point. Everything comes with it. He takes over your team. It's no longer Jalen Brunson city. It's LeBron city. No, that you're when right. LeBron shunned you before he went to Miami. Jay Z was sitting in the boardroom, and LeBron said, "Who are you? Come on now. You're, you can't bring no, LeBron." You, you're LeBron's correct. I'm having dreams of the decision and always wanting that to end up a different way. But you're right. The whole, the best thing about the Knicks right now is the vibe and Jalen Brunson being an egoless star on that team. You're right. But I, there's just something about wanting him on your team. Just one time, just one time. I just want him on my team. Yeah, there. By the way, you can turn around quickly, and Hera the dog is literally right behind you at the at Bar Canada at the D. As you keep on thinking, LeBron's coming to the Knicks. I just want him. I just want him on the Knicks. I think it would be fun. Would you really want to be cheering for LeBron right now? Um, if he can bring the Knicks a title, yes. I don't even think you could play like LeBron. If you play no. LeBron Amal in New York, like think about that lineup. It's like, first off, you completely neuter Brunson. Absolutely. LeBron and LeBron and Randall are essentially the same player at this point. You're right. Cause you right. can't, you, he, he's not quick enough to play at the three anymore. You'd have to play the four and Randall can't play the three. It, it doesn't fit with what they're doing. You're right. You know, Joe Morgan always used to use this term in baseball. The win, he's a winning player and Jalen Brunson is just a winning player. There's an elevation that comes with him being on your roster that doesn't exist with too many other players in the NBA. He's not an elite, elite superstar, but he's a guy that does everything you need to win. And if you look at guys that played at Villanova under Jay Wright, Michael Bridges, um, another guy escapes me with the Knicks. Who else is on this Knicks team? Vincenzo, Josh Hart. Josh Hart, thank Josh you. Hart. Or Josh Hart. You know what they do? They make the prudent basketball play when it's necessary to win ball games. This team, let's be real here. If you're running fives at Rucker Park, you're not picking anybody on the Knicks. But also, now, also cheering for them, Dustin, it's like the vibes are incredible. No. Like you just it, sports are also still just about that was my coach, even though he's a donk and Campbell. Sometimes it's just about the, the vibe of the team and you still and you want to pull for him. There's a likability factor. There's an like the, the style of play. And really, the, the guys they just added really fit in well with what they're trying to do. But like, oh, think about this. OG is going to line up on Jason Tatum in the playoffs. His only job, his only point of existence is shut down Jason Tatum. And he's a hard-nosed player, plays great defense. We all know that. Uh, Bojan's going to be available to stretch the floor so that Randall and Brunson can have more wide-open shots. You guys are right. Adding LeBron would mess with the whole system. Go ahead, Maul. No, I was just going to say, you got to give, who's it, Leon Rose over yeah. there? Give him a ton of credit. You yeah. mentioned Bogdanovich. He's a guy that the average person may not play, pay that close attention to. He's a 20-point scorer on a team that wants guys that are going to make winning plays. And one other thing I'll add about Brunson, where the hell are the Mavericks defensively without JB now? They were in the Western Conference Finals with Jalen Brunson on that roster. I can't believe the Pistons didn't get a first-rounder for Bogdanovich. We're back. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. 
the initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, DraftKings hooked us up here at VSIN so we can hook you up. There's never been a better time to have skin in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook. Now, I started telling you about this deal yesterday. I want you to pay attention because you can earn $500 in bonuses. For every $1,000 you bet, up to $2,500 in bonuses. Think about that. All you have to do is go to DraftKings, download the app, and use the code VSIN. Again, don't wait. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use the code VSIN, and when you sign up, you get a $500 bonus for every $1,000 you bet, up to $2,500 in bonuses. I've never seen a deal like this. Check it out. Big game coming up in three days. We're back. Sharp money. VSIN Super Week, presented by DraftKings. Hope you're doing well. I'm Patrick Maher. I'm all Shaw. Of course, Dustin Sweetelson. Ben Heisler is going to join us here. Kansas City Sports Network podcast host. He's got, of course, the podcast Benny in the Bets. And we say hi to Ben. Ben, how you feeling? Give us give us the mood in Kansas City right now. 49ers two laying it 47 and a half on the total. Welcome. Gentlemen, good to be on with you guys again. Uh, the mood in Kansas City, dare I say it's uh, calm. Like they're used to it over here. It feels like it's uh, just a, another day. I, you know, I, I was talking to a couple other friends at work, and they're already talking about their plans for the parade on Wednesday. <laughs> like it's a wow. Valentine's Day parade, and you know they're going to have to get their kids to the parade in the morning so that they come back and take care of their significant others at night. Like there is a sense of confidence and a sense of bravado here that it's just you don't bet against this team, and time and time again even when it's been a down year or a so-called down year, here they are again in the Super Bowl. Let me just follow up quickly, Amal, with Ben, because I want to ask you. So I'm sure, Ben, you heard as far as media night, there was probably about a 75%, 25% split with 75% being 49ers fans. I ask you, because is there Chiefs fatigue there? Probably. Yeah, I I think what's what's interesting about it is you know, for so long here in Kansas City. And mind you, I'm I'm a Chicago native, but I've been in Kansas City for the last 10 plus years. So I've sort of seen it from multiple perspectives of can't get past the Patriots. And then the Chiefs are finally starting to make their way in. And then it's a feel good story, right? Um, now there is a sense of fatigue, I think, um, because you've had some really intriguing names and characters and storylines throughout the course of the league. And now you have an opportunity to have the, the highest paid quarterback in the sport and deservedly so in Mahomes go up against Mr. Irrelevant. And I, I think that's all well and good. But I think for a long time, the 49ers were almost looked at in a villainous type of role as well, even though they hadn't won anything. So now you're getting two teams that are not particularly liked around the league, I would say, but there's so many good characters that are sure. inside both those teams that it's going to be a really fun game regardless. Um, and, and I like the fact that even though you had the the opening line at two, two and a half for, for Kansas city, and it went all the way down to, I think one at some books. And now we're right back to two, two and a half. Like you're going to get even action even though it feels maybe a little bit more one-sided from a public perspective, rooting on the 49ers this year. Ben, I want to go back to the comment you made that everyone thinks, you know, they're planning the parade. I mean, this is not Alabama playing Notre Dame. I don't get all of a sudden, I can appreciate the affinity for the Kansas City Chiefs, but this is a San Francisco team that's had a very good season. And we're talking about them like they're the San Diego Chargers playing the Niners in 94. 
Yeah, I I wouldn't say around the 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 country uh, they're getting ready to to tune out the parade and, and Travis Kelsey singing along to the Beastie Boys and you know whatever Taylor Swift song comes uh, on the loudspeaker, but but certainly locally, uh, there this team has just given Chiefs fans this weird fortunistic attitude of even when things are bad, they still end up here. And now that they're here, there's no reason to feel like it's going to be a letdown where the one time that they did lose in the Super Bowl was to the greatest quarterback of our generation, perhaps of all time in Tom Brady. Um, yeah, I, I don't think it's a disrespect on the 49ers, at least the perception that I get around Kansas City and talking to fans here. I, I think it's more so just the the complete admiration for how Mahomes and how Andy Reid and how Travis Kelsey and and a insanely insanely underrated defense um, that just won't get the conversation that they have earned throughout the course of this year uh, has once again found a way to get here despite much more hurdles getting in their way than ever before. Our guy Ben Heisler joins us. Benny and the Betsy he does a great job there in Kansas City. So let's get to your menu. All right, so let's run through them. We'll start with McCaffrey. You've got three props on McCaffrey, Ben. I'll let you take it from there. Yeah, I, I jumped on an opportunity for a promo play on McCaffrey where it flipped from minus 120 to plus 120 just for you know, for complete transparency here. But I do like the over for him. Uh, the Chiefs, if there is a bugaboo on this defense, it is their ability to contain the run, particularly in first halves of games. McCaffrey at 89 and a half um, at the very beginning of the week back on February 5th. I like that play. Um, I, I think they're going to feed him and there's no reason why you should have any concerns about you know, Elijah Mitchell or anybody else taking over. Uh, he's going to be healthy. He's the integral part of, of what this team does offensively. And it's the big weakness of Kansas City. So I think they're going to feed him and they're going to feed him often. I also like McCaffrey at plus value for an anytime touchdown, but only in the first half. Um, you know, you're seeing an anytime touchdown number for McCaffrey uh, at crazy odds in sort of the, the almost the minus 200 range at some books. But I'd rather take the plus odds here. 13 of his 16 games this year, he has scored a touchdown in the first half. And uh, the Chiefs defense has made monumental fixes over the course of the year in the second half, which we'll get to in a little bit as well. Uh, and then the other number on McCaffrey um, as well. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm looking through the card. Oh, that's right. That's okay. Um, You've got like McCaffrey over. over 29 and a half, Ben rush yards, each half plus 120. Yeah. And again, it's kind of what we talked about before. If you, if you buy into the chiefs having inconsistencies and in stopping the run, um, they're going to continue to feed him. And while they've made very good adjustments in the second half. The first half feels like a no brainer to me, but the second half it's game script. It doesn't feel like it's game script dependent, right? Even if the, the 49ers are down, they're still working him in by any means necessary. So I, I just think it, it's a, it's a play in a spot that makes sense. Plus you're getting it um, at, you know, essentially 59 yards total, which is already, you know, 20 plus yards less than his full prop for the rest of the game. So uh, McCaffrey sitting pretty, I think, in, in this spot, regardless of uh, what the game script looks like. Let's go to the other side of the ball, the Chiefs kingdom. You got a few plays here. You got a couple of Mahomes props and then Kelsey props. Tell us about those, please. And Mahomes, yeah, the, the you got Kelsey over four and a half rush yards. Were uh, just early plays on my end, just knowing that the number was going to move. I don't know whether it was going to be a, a sharp play or a public play. I just knew that they were going to move up. Um, He's been a monster in the postseason. He looks healthy again. Um, what's crazy is that a lot of the times where they connect is off script. So even when you feel like the the 49ers and Fred Werner is going to be, you know, trailing him the entire time, all he has to do is just go and, and, and maybe improvise a little bit. And that's what Mahomes does really well. So I like him at over 69 and a half receiving yards. I like him at over six and a half receptions. Um, and, and then on the, the Mahomes side as well, I, he runs you guys in the postseason. Um, they they don't have those same concerns about injury. They're not trying to protect them as much. Uh, and even though he's not the fastest guy on the field, his ability to extend plays uh, has been so critical, especially on third down. Um, and with the pass rush of the 49ers, if they get to Mahomes, and they haven't gotten to many teams in the postseason, but if they get to him, uh, I, I don't have any concerns that he's going to get out and run. So I like the over at four and a half rushing attempts for Mahomes. I'd rather play the attempts as opposed to the yards. And you also like Mahomes over a touchdown and a half minus 132 now as far as passing. Now, the game itself looks like you've got a little bit of a hedge situation, Ben. What do you like in the game? Yeah, I, I like the Chiefs at plus two and a half. I know you mentioned it's at plus two. Uh, jumped on that in the very early portion of the week. I, I am hedging a little bit. 
uh, with the 49ers plus 500 futures play that I, I made back in the middle of November. Um, but honestly, I, I keep coming back to the adjustments that this Chiefs team has made in the second half of games. Second half unders for the Chiefs this year are 18 and two. Fourth quarter unders for the Chiefs are 19 and one. Their defense has come through. They have made the difference in the game. Um, so I don't mind a money line play on, on Kansas City either. And again, it's not to, to take any disrespect away from the 49ers. It's a very talented team on both sides of the ball. But but give me the better defense in the postseason. Uh, give me Mahomes and Reed. Um, and, and I think the wrong team is favored. I, I really do. We got about 30 seconds real quick to your point on the defense. The Chiefs this year have given up more than 24 points once. Prop bet San Francisco team total 24 and a half over under. looks pretty intriguing on the under there based on what you've said. Yeah, I, I would very much lean under there. I, I have this as a 23-20 game. Uh, so all the more reason why I, I would feel secure about jumping on the under for the 49ers. But again, I'd rather do that live in the game uh, because I do think both coaches are going to come out with a really strong game script and, and probably score some, a, a touchdown or two early. Tremendous job, Ben. Great information. We needed it. Ben Heisler, KC Sports Network podcast host. You can find Ben on Twitter. Benny Heiss. He's a great dude. I encourage you all to check it out. And the podcast, of course, Benny and the Bets. Enjoy the Super Bowl. We'll talk to you after it, okay? All right, fellas. Anytime. Thank you. Okay. Good kid, man. Had a lot of good information. When we return, another good one. Josh Applebaum, a good buddy of mine, a VEASAN colleague, joins us on set at the D. It's VEASAN Super Week. Sharp money. This is VEASAN Super Week. Keep listening for analysis from some of the sharpest bettors in Vegas. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.